An hour later, Buddy, Amy, and myself were back out in the woods of Melancholy Falls, with packs full of supplies on our backs, searching for Big Red Eye. However, we needed more than Amy's expert knowledge on the subject to find him. So I enlisted the help of Badass John, a version of me from an alternate dimension, to help us track down Big Red Eye using his skills. Since the tear into his world was still open and being monitored by the Society of Shadows, it didn't take long for him to answer my call. So, tell me more about this creature again. Basically, he's the New Jersey equivalent of Bigfoot. He's a large bipedal beast covered in long hair from head to toe. But the biggest descriptor here is the creature's glowing red eyes. Don't forget the wailing. Right, lots of wailing. Generally in the middle of the night. In my world, it's mostly similar. Except he's known for ripping limbs off of anyone who gets too close. Yikes. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Or if he wants to do that to Tweedledee and Tweedledum, that's okay in my book. And these Robina twins, they want this monster for entertainment? Think of a zoo, but instead of lions and tigers and bears... Oh my. It's supernatural creatures. It sounds dangerous. Look, we're not thrilled with this plan either, but we're just using it as a distraction until a better one comes along. We put Miranda on the case. She's a lawyer, you know. Oh, Miranda. Your wife? Ex-wife. Is that official yet, or...? It's official to me. She just has to sign the papers. How, uh... <clears throat> how is she? She's fine, I guess. I mean, she's still here, so as fine as anyone can be when they're in Melancholy Falls. Well, tell her I said hello. Or hi. Or, or something. Hey, what's that? Buddy ran ahead a few steps and crouched down. In their dirt was an imprint of a gigantic footprint. Wow, that's some big feet. You know what they say about big feet, don't you? I do. Big feet, big red eyes. Uh, exactly. Totally that. John, do you think you can track him from here? If this is from Big Red Eye, then I'll find him. Badass John studied the area around the footprint and took an interest in a nearby bush. When he touched it, he realized it had some broken branches. He went this way. Not too long ago, either. Maybe a half hour or less. Let's pick up the pace, people! He took off in the direction he was pointing, leaving us to follow him. So, do you think Miranda's going to come through for us? If anyone could find a loophole to help us, it's definitely her. And what if she doesn't? Can we just really talk a moment to take in the ethical repercussions of what we're doing here? Nobody wants the sweet life of Zack and Cody to get their hands on Big Red Eye Amy, least of all me. Isn't Zack on Riverdale now? Or is that Cody? Does it matter? They're twins. No one can tell the difference anyways. Guys, focus. You're right. Sorry. Mythical creatures should be allowed to run wild, just like the good Elder Lords intended. At least until they pose a threat. But going out of our way to ensnare one seems very off-brand for us. Can you check in with Miranda and see if she found anything yet? Shh! Get down! We nearly bumped right into Badass John, who was crouched down behind some trees. We quickly followed suit as he motioned for us to take a look. On the other side of the trees was a small clearing, where a gigantic hairy creature was standing with its back to us. It towered over eight feet tall, and the entire length of its body was covered in matted hair. Is that... Big Red Eye! <laughs> the creature let out a mournful wail as it turned around, and we were all captivated by its eyes. They were big and red, and looked to be full of sadness. Whoa, that thing is massive. Can we call him Red? I think you should start by calling him her. Red is a girl. Look! She can identify as however she likes, thank you very much. We should follow it back to its lair, so we know where it lives. Suddenly, the talisman grew hot against my chest, and Buddy noticed my discomfort. Uh-oh. What's wrong? I think we're about to have a problem. 
this thing is heating up again. Crap. Is Red going to attack us? I don't think so. If so, it would have warned us as we got closer, don't you think? This one just came out of nowhere. So what the hell is it then? I turned my head just in time to see the Neverwas come bounding out of the trees on the opposite end of the clearing. It leapt into the air, the sunlight reflecting off its shimmering form, and directed its body right at Big Red Eye. Red! The two beasts collided as the Neverwas went to take a bite at a Big Red Eye. However, Red swiped a mighty paw and knocked the Neverwas to the ground. It wasted no time in regrouping and launched itself back at the hairy beast. What is happening? Why are they fighting? I don't know! I think the Neverwas saw Red as a threat to the talisman and attacked. Make it stop! It's hurting her! The two creatures continued to go after each other. The Neverwas was a bit more nimble, as its body seemed to be more nebulous thought than an actual shape. But Red had brute strength on her side. Johnny, do the talisman thing again! He can't! Not until Red gets clear! He might hit her! Amy ran from behind the trees into the clearing where the two were fighting. Amy, wait! She waved her arms frantically and shouted at the beast. Hey! Ugly! The Neverwas, confused by Amy's yelling and movement, looked toward her for half a second. However, that was all that was needed, as Red made use of her distraction to grab a hold of it and toss it at a nearby tree. It landed against it with a mighty crack. Now, Johnny! I ran out to join Amy and held the talisman in my hands. With all of my mental strength, I concentrated as I pointed the talisman at the never was. Just like the last time, a massive bolt of blue energy came from the talisman. It seemed more focused this time and struck the never was just as it was trying to stand up. It slammed back into the tree again, a branch impaling its side. It let out another mighty roar and then took off into the woods. Wow, you're getting better at that. Amy rushed toward Red, who had just collapsed to the ground, holding her ribs. She had an ugly wound there, with blood trickling out of it. Amy quickly opened her pack to find some bandages. As she approached Red, the creature bared her teeth and growled a bit. Easy, girl. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just trying to help. Are you sure you want to get close to that thing? She's in pain, buddy. She needs help. Be careful. We don't know how she will react. Just take it easy, Red. Easy. Easy. Amy slowly brought the bandage to Red's side, trying to stop the bleeding. She started to clean the wound, and all the while, Red's big red eyes just watched her. Did Amy just become best friends with Big Red Eye? With the bleeding stopped, Amy bandaged her up as best as she could. There you go. Good girl, Red. Amy went to stand up, but Red reached out and grabbed her in one swift motion. Amy! However, Red merely scooped her up into a hug and held her tight. Never seen anything like this before. She bonded with the creature. Red stood up, Amy still in her arms, and hugged her again before gently putting her down. She's nothing but a big softie. Okay, so this is definitely not how I expected this to go. If you think I'm going to turn her over to the Robina creeps now, you're out of your mind. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. Won't they come after you if you don't? Actually, hang on, I just got a text from Miranda. I think we might be in the clear. Oh yeah? Turns out Kaylin Robina already filed an insurance claim against the damages of the house and the death of her husband and named it as an act of the Elder Gods. According to the papers, that waived all the rights of placing blame elsewhere. So what does that mean? It means that the Grady twins are out of luck. Yeah, let's go head back and tell Zane the good news. You guys go ahead. 
I'm gonna stay here for a bit and make sure Red's okay. Will you be okay by yourself? As if to answer his question, Red began to pat the top of Amy's head in a playful manner. I think I'll be fine. I'll catch up with you guys later. Buddy and I said our goodbyes to Badass John and made our way back to the Society of Shadows cave. Before we got a chance to tell Zane what happened, we noticed the Rubina twins were already there waiting for us. Ah, Mr. Barker, Mr. Nutters, you're back. With good news, I hope. Yes, where is our monster? I can't wait to look into his big red eyes. Actually, you won't be looking into any big red eyes anytime soon unless you go to a dispensary. What does that mean? It means you're not getting big red eye. Did you not find him? Oh, we found her. But we also did our research. What are you two going on about? Get to the point. It turns out someone's mother already signed an insurance claim. Waiving all rights to blame someone else for the damages and the death. What? Meaning that they can't sue us. The case would be thrown out. Is this true? Why, you miserable little monsters! How dare you? How could you? Do you know what you've done? You've ruined us! Ruined, ruined us! us. Well, it looks like we are done here. Tell the Olsen twins we said hi. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Not all twins know each other. Nor do we want to. Nor are we done here either. Seriously, what else could you have possibly left to say? We have an ace up our sleeve. A trump card in our deck. Of course they're Republicans. If you won't bring us Big Red Eye, then we have no choice. We must destroy everything you hold dear. Including your lives! What? What now? Prepare yourselves for our secret weapon. And your ultimate destruction. While Addison took out her phone, Darby took out a pair of Bluetooth speakers. Here it comes! Addison pressed a button on the phone, but nothing happened. It needs to be connected first. I know that! Give us a moment. How do you... Let me just... Do you two need some help? Bluetooth connected. Aha! There we go. When Addison pressed the button on her phone again, music began to play out of the speakers. That's it? You're going to bore us to death with your demo tape? This is not just any demo, but one of doom. Uh-oh. What's wrong? Uh, I think we better run. What? Why? This demo is an unreleased single from a popular band. It's their version, a cover, of a song from the 1920s. Might we introduce you to... The Ramekins! Wait, what? And their cover of... The, the Raggedy Mans! Are you kidding me? What is the meaning of this? We went through an entire ordeal with the Raggedy Man where he almost killed me and you forgot you guys recorded a cover of a song that summons a supernatural killing strongman? We recorded a lot of songs. What do you want from me? What is happening? Zane, we need to run. Now. What? Why? What happens now? And now, you die. <laughs> Return Home, Episode 31, Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. 
You just listened to part two of three. It was written and produced by Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Alyssa Retorno, BJ Grip, Clarence Leonard, Cleve Nettles, Paulina Logan, Danny Haberman, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. Want to find us on social media, buy Return Home merchandise, or support us on Patreon? You can find links for each in the show notes or on our website at returnhomepodcast.com. Questions? Comments? Didn't see that ending coming? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Pleasant dreams.